Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on podcast services at youtube.com slash carpoolgaming every single Monday. Patrons get it first. Thank you for subscribing to the YouTube, for the podcast, for hitting the like button, for leaving a comment. Even if you just said, I'm here. And also, thank you for telling your mom, for telling your dad, for telling your dad's dad tell you tell your dad's dad maybe maybe grandpa wants to hear we the gamer cast and see what what cheesy has to say about tiktok and all this <laughs> it seems like that's exactly what you would want your grandpa or your pop-up or whatever you call your grandpa to say welcome in you guys i'm so glad that you guys are all here what a week it has been oh my goodness gracious there is so much to talk about but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I get to have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. And if you want to be on the show, it's pretty easy. Just tweet at me at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri like the pants, you guys. I've got like a whole, I don't know if you guys, you guys don't really ever get to see like my whole setup here, but like I've got, I've got three monitors going. I've been all at work this morning. I've been, I've been doing admin stuff. I was hanging out with the backtrackers in our discord and they're talking about bug snacks and that was really cool. And just kind of like, I got to be a bit of a fly on the wall. It was almost like listening to a podcast podcast that we don't publish we don't produce it anywhere and as somebody who does this so often and i have obviously some sort of sickness that um compels me to record stuff and broadcast it we got the the, the backtrackers who are just talking about games it's not to it's not for any reason <laughs> it's just like it's just for community and that's like the purest thing i think that i've seen in a very long time it was very cool to hang out with those guys uh this morning and that group continues to grow it's like a fight club. I don't know if we're really allowed to talk about the backtrackers, but we do. And every time it happens, um, more people show up. And in case you guys don't know what the heck I am talking about, the backtrackers is a community driven, uh, video game book club. Today they're, they all played, they all played bug snacks and they were all talking about it. And huge kudos to Delroy and Marcus O'Neill for spearheading that. And they, it doesn't look like they're, they're stopping anytime soon. Now, what I'll hear right after, <laughs> right after recording this is they go, oh, we need a break. But I don't, I don't think so. It seems like it's gaining some traction. You guys owe it to yourselves to join the Discord and jump on in. Uh, many other things happen in the Discord, but uh, probably most notable these days is is the backtrackers. Goodness gracious, you guys! Holy crap! Um, and really. None of it would even be possible. This wouldn't even be, I wouldn't be talking to you here on youtube.com slash carpool gaming if it wasn't for our nearly 90 patrons. We actually might be even, are we over 90? We're, we're, we are so close. I haven't checked in a little bit and now I'm changing my screen. I don't want to do that because I got to go back to that screen in a little bit. And I want to thank everybody who supports us at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. It makes this all possible. And honestly, starting to think we might have something here. So thank you so much to our ultimate producers. The handsome Tony Baker from Quest for Pixels. You can subscribe to their YouTube channel at youtube.com slash quest for pixels. Dallas Ford, Emily O'Kelly, Trucker Sloth, Jonathan Brown, of course, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. Download his new album, In My Element, on Spotify and Apple Music. Drew Agnew, the handsome son of a bitch from <laughs> House of Mario podcast. You should go go subscribe. That's the best damn Nintendo podcast on the internet. Maybe tied with Nintendo Shack. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. Join our Extra Life team, you guys. We're going to be... I think I need to have Lee on pretty soon, actually, because we're going to... We're going to start talking about this pretty significantly. I'm going to be in Rome, New York. I would love it for you guys to be there right right beside me on the couch. Let's play games together and raise money for them kids. Skinny Matt hosting Carpool Gaming Community Nights. I need to talk to you, Skinny Matt. We need to we need to set some some stuff up here. I see you doing this stuff. Let's let's make this a thing. Follow Matt, please. Twitch.tv slash Skinny Matt K. All the links are in the show notes. Go, go, go over right now. Just swipe over. Or if you're on YouTube, they're all here. Click the show notes. Follow every one of these people. Um, 
That would be amazing. Thank you guys so much. Platinum producers, Brendan Myers, Dano, Marcus McCracken, Mostly Martinez, Becky Rubin Navarro, and Robbie Bobby Miller, and of course, RJ Kern. Our gold members, Anna, Argo, Ashley Nicholson, Cecily Carroza, Dallas Robbins, Foolish Fuji, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Nagachaka, The Snack Network, Tom Danks, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, and our newest patron, the Muffin Mon, our guest last week. You guys heard him do it live on the show, and I ruined his surprise, Kevin Ainsworth. Um, a wonderful chat with Kevin last week. And also, speaking of Kevin, Kevin will be jo- – this is news to most most people. Most people don't know this at all. I don't think we've even shared this online at all. Um, Kevin will be joining us, depending on when you're listening to this. He has already joined us. We are recording the Xbox Drive E3, quote-unquote E3 predictions. We're going to record that on Monday. What is that, the 23rd? Uh, it's all, it's a long weekend for us. Yes, it's the 23rd carpool gaming YouTube. You guys should check it out. I cannot wait to see what we think is going to happen. And then obviously we're going to be wrong. These predictions, like every year, we think we're going to, we're going to be in better shape than the last year. We never get it right. And we have a lot of predictions. It's not even, (laughs) it's like you have three people, five predictions each, and we'll get like maybe one, maybe two, and maybe partial points. It's pretty, pretty remarkable how terrible we are at all of this stuff, you guys. Holy crap. Uh, so thank you to everybody for supporting us at Patreon. And speaking of which, with these um, recent updates, you guys, we have reached our new and our largest milestone ever. As long as I've ever been doing content creation, we've never been this prolific. Is that the word? That's not, I don't, um, this successful? It sounds weird to, to say it like that. But anyways, uh, the Patreon is at a totally new level. We put a new milestone out recently. Um, we thought of this idea that wouldn't it be interesting to have one group of people really like one game and then fight a whole bunch of uh, another group of people who like a totally different game? Wouldn't that be fun? Well, we're going to do it. And what the heck are we calling this thing? We're, we're, right now, we're calling it Project Video Game Deathmatch. <laughs> I'm not sure. I need your guys' help on this one. Basically, what we're going to do is have, like, for example, the first episode will be a bunch of people who like The Last of Us, and we're going to argue against the people who like The Last of Us Part 2, and we'll see who comes out on top. Hopefully, it's respectful. Hopefully, it's civil, but we'll, we'll see. This is going to be a pilot for the first three months. It'll be a once-a-month podcast. Once uh, for three months, we got to stay at this this level at Patreon. We can't dip down, otherwise we will kind of just I don't know. I guess we'll we'll stop. But we just want to stay there. So, but if we reach three months at this level, this will be another one of the podcasts that just is available for everybody. So this is the whole make us better uh, spirit for so for those of you who have been with me for a long, long time. That's always been at the heart of the Patreon. Is like, what do you guys want to see us do? Let's work together, and then it just makes the overall I guess product. We sounds weird to say, but it makes it makes it better and it's another thing for other people to find us and discover all the other shows i'm really excited about that one uh i want to tell you guys that this week was pretty pretty good at the gym i'm still collecting my i've got my oh they're right here i've got my wristbands from from the rec center that i go to so when i again like and look at that that's a whole week i did it i went every single morning even when i didn't feel like going i think i talk about that with cheesy here in just a second so i'm feeling good on that front and not to make it so like blowhardy and all about me. I have really appreciated a little community that's kind of gathering around this. There's lots of us who are like, okay, now is the time we're going to get off our butts and whatever that means. Some of us are, I see some of you doing 5k runs in 27 minutes. I see, I see what you're doing and I appreciate you because that gives me something to chase, but it doesn't matter whether you're doing 5k's in 20 minutes or you're doing, you know, a, a mile walk at a time, whatever we're getting off our butts. We're getting active another channel there in the discord you guys should join us and if you want to have some accountability too i've been enjoying messaging a whole bunch of people first thing in the morning i'm up i'm at it let's do this we're in it together it's been um 
it's been it's been time, man. It's been really good. Um, another quick reminder to everybody that I'm going to be in Toronto. Uh, when am I going to be in Toronto? June 11th and 12th. I'll be on the 12th. We're watching. We're doing the watch party at FanFest with Xbox Canada and a whole bunch of amazing people there. So if you guys are in that area, hit me up. I'm going to be landing at like 2.30. <laughs> so if anybody wants to pick me up, by the way, that would also be very sweet. Um, but yeah, man, I'm really excited about it. Quick reminder as well. Carpool Gaming is on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok, but other than that, I kind of want to just um, get to my guest, Cheesy C from the uh, Nintendo Powercast. I met him through um, N64 Josh, who was also on a few weeks ago. What a sweet man! What a what a nice dude! You guys are really gonna enjoy this this conversation. I think you are, anyways. I really enjoyed my time. Um, why don't we just like? I'm not even going to ruin it, but I reminded myself about TikTok. Oh, that's the one thing I want to say before we get into this. We talk about TikTok quite a lot, and I actually talk about it as if Carpool Gaming is not on TikTok already. I, what I was really thinking as uh, throughout this conversation is my own kind of like gaming streaming. Um, but I want to let you guys know that we are on TikTok. So go follow us there. Help us grow there. It's a, it's a, that's the next thing, man. And Court Lalonde, I'm telling you, we got to set up some sort of goal. Court Lalonde twerking on TikTok, I think we can make it happen. So um, why don't you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Cheesy. Have you ever, have you come to grips with like, this is just life now? Like we're, we're going to be into this nerdy stuff forever. Like, or is that even a thing for you? Like, how do you, how do you reconcile being a dork and, uh, and an adult all at the same time? Yeah. Well, being a dork, I think that is just in my DNA. Like, same. uh, took me a while though, because, uh, I was kind of bullied for it. And, uh, like I was part of the whole, like, oh, I've got a Nintendo Wii and everyone's got a, you know, Xbox and PlayStation. This was <laughs> high school time, you know? And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, got bullied for that a little bit. And then just like family members who don't really understand why you haven't grown out of watching cartoons or, you know, playing games. Like, that took a while, actually. Like, yeah. I, like I to didn't come to want, grips with and own it? Didn't want to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. So were you like kind of closeted about it? Like, is that a fair kind of because I feel like I'm in the same boat. And I feel like many people are. Um, yes and no. Like, I think I was pretty open about the fact that I liked Nintendo and stuff. But yeah. I guess, honestly, maybe it's kind of how I feel now. Like, everybody knows that I'm into it. But sure. I don't really talk about it with like outside of the gaming community. Yeah. Do you, cause it's like, I work from home now. So yep. I jump on like professional calls and like, this is yep. where I do. Like I don't change anything. Uh, so yeah, everybody kind of, they see it and they're they're They get quite distracted from this stuff. So it's like at, at my workplace, it's like, it's all completely open. But other than that, yeah, I don't necessarily like go around. I don't know. Talking about it. I guess I'll wear a shirt that like, if you, if you know, you know, yeah. that's about it, I guess. Yeah. And those, I think like those are always the best interactions too. It's like when you're wearing something that somebody may know, but it's like so obscure, but they are like, totally. oh yeah, I like that shirt. Like, yeah, oh. I I have a, I have a, oh, what was it? I think it's an Emerald Hills like track team shirt. And it, it looks like a high school like track shirt, but it's, it's Sonic. Yeah. And I don't even like love Sonic. And it's like this kind of vague outline of Sonic. So, and if you see it, like if you know what Sonic looks like, you can tell. But otherwise, yeah. it just looks like a track shirt. Like it looks, sure. I don't know, like a like a high school athletics kind of shirt. 
And I love you, it, man. I love that stuff. Do you ever get nervous about like buying stuff that you're not really a fan of, but you bought it because you liked it and then people interacting with you and being like, oh, you're a fake fan. That kind of thing. <laughs> I probably should be. Um, and, and funny enough, like nobody's ever commented on this Sonic one. It must be like that subtle. And mm -hmm. also I, I typically wear like a hoodie over top of most shirts. So I actually don't even know if anybody's really seen the entire shirt all by itself. So, uh -huh. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like I, I feel like everything that I own or wear probably I yeah, probably am actually a, a pretty big fan of. Um, but I, I mean, funny enough, it's actually in my hats. I like I buy baseball hats everywhere I go, everywhere I travel. Or I just went to Nashville, bought a, a Predators hat. Like I'm not a Predators fan. I've got a Blue <laughs> yeah. Jays hat. I don't watch baseball at all. Uh -huh. So yeah, that is definitely that's definitely a thing. But what about for you? Like, do you have stuff? I guess if you're just buying random stuff, then that could probably happen to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in high school, you know, you were buying like random band T-shirts. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, like, yeah. I see kids doing that all the time, man. It's like, you haven't listened to Pearl Jam? You don't even know what Pearl Jam is. Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly. 10. I think I had like a Rolling Stone t shirt and I. Classic. I'm trying to think. Like uh, uh, Sympathy of the Devil. Is that the, is that the song? What's I don't song? think so. Okay. <laughs> By Rolling Stones? I don't know. Maybe. I actually don't, I don't know the Rolling Stones at all. Please allow me to introduce myself. Uh, I don't know. Pleased to meet know. you. Uh, oh yeah. Anyway, of course. Um, that one, that one. Do you sing at all? Do you ever? Do you ever? Do you, like, if you get like just in the car by yourself, like, do you sing? I don't uh, know why you look like a singer to me. That's interesting. I, I was in choir. There. Oh, there you but, go. Like, okay. Yeah. I don't think that I sang well by myself, but like with a group. Yeah. Crushing it. Yeah, yeah, Co yeah. Choir, like as a kid, like uh, I think I was in choir as like uh, like in elementary and stuff dress up you go to recitals and things like that yeah get on the robes and stuff like yeah the robes yeah yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah man i love that i love it well where did you where did you grow up like i actually don't know this is i haven't had one of these in a long time like i actually don't know a heck of a lot about you so it'll be kind of quintessential we the gamer cast here man let's go back to the beginning all right yeah so uh uh <laughs> where did i grow up uh Denver, colorado <laughs> i just like i drew just uh, i went blank there uh, yeah, Denver, Colorado. Okay. Um, and then, uh, I guess, I don't know why I'm talking about high school so much, but that's kind of where I think where I was able to like, kind of find myself before all of that, I was like into sports. Like that was okay. a big thing for me. I did a lot of baseball, basketball and football. Yeah. Once I got to high school, I, uh, baseball found out that I'm really good at drawing in the dirt. And mm -hmm. that is not really how you play baseball. <laughs> like literally so, drawing in the dirt, like just picking dandelions and yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, they were just like, I don't care. go left field, get like <laughs> far away Stay as possible. Away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Football. My position was nose guard, and if you're familiar with. Yeah, so I'd never uh, heard of that position. I'm not completely unfamiliar with football, but I've never heard of a nose guard. I actually don't know what that is at all. Yeah, I think they probably made it up. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like some, a position they would make up for the kid who plays left field out in baseball. Yeah, no, this is that position. So I was, right. I was on the defensive line. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, you can't tell from your screen. I'm a I'm a tiny dude, uh, <laughs> especially like in fourth grade, sixth grade. Like, so my job was to be positioned up against the center mm -hmm. 
and basically just Good like God, do what I can, but mainly fall because they're going to like be pushing up against me. Right. So if I yeah. fall, then they fall and it's going to help the linebackers get to like the running back or the quarterback. Why would they and, ever do that to you? That's not yeah. that, that's not what you should have been doing. No, were you fast at all, though. Like, were you like springy? Like, were um, you wiry? You could have done so- anything else. That sounds like the last place. Yeah. I mean, I did eventually get into like cornerback. So I yeah. was on like, you know, I was in the back and I could like chase after running backs. And yeah, and, uh, so that was good. But yeah, that first couple couple years, it was brutal. I got two concussions and then two, uh, like how old are you? We talking about like this is before high school, you're saying. Yeah. So that was like fourth grade, sixth grade. So I would have been like. I don't know, 10, 11, something like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And what was like the protocol back then? Like this is not exactly yesterday. It's a little while ago. Like we were kind of like shake it off. I feel like concussion treatment and protocol has completely changed probably every three or four years. Like it's <laughs> yeah. way more serious. So I can only imagine if we're going back then. It's like, yeah, if you're feeling yeah. better, you're probably good. It was pretty much just like finish out the practice and then Com- finish there. off the practice. Yeah. From there, you know, yeah, if you want to go to the hospital, then, you know, you can do that. So, so when did you learn that you were concussed? Like how, like, what was that diagnosis like? Um, it's hard to say, cause I don't really remember, you know, yeah, that's how concussions work. <laughs> no doubt. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think it was just like my head really hurts. Uh, and my mom, she, she's a ophthalmologist, ophthalmologist, something I, you know, like all of that. It's, that oh. is so funny. This just came up in another podcast I was recording, ophthalmologist, and I thought yeah. I think too. That is yeah. so. Funny. I don't know if that's true or not. I feel like I just looked it up. Yeah, we have to go back now. <laughs> this just came up. This is very recent, but in any case, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. W- weird. And so she was like, "Yeah, your eyes are very dilated. They're oh, they're not wow. looking good, you know." And so I got two concussions from that. Um, then basketball. Wait, 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 wait. What was the, What was the hit like? What, what happened? Do you like, is that the part that you don't remember? <laughs> I was just like head to head contact, you know, oh especially gosh. going after centers, you know, that are. Yeah. Does that not seem like violent giant. for that age? Is yes. that not like that's too much? Is that not too much? I don't know. I'm a Canadian, but although we play hockey and we put stop signs on the back of the jerseys for the kids. <laughs> like that's really? an actual thing. Yeah, because because there's and I actually think there was one incident that happened that kind of like sparked it where a kid got hit from behind and I think he got paralyzed or maybe even died. And Jeez. then they just like they they put they put stop signs on the back so they yeah, so people would actually stop, I guess. They would but, Yeah, so what does that mean? Like you just slow down if you're you just can't hit somebody or? in the numbers, basically. Oh, like, gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's just a no-brainer, right? But I think it was they sure. had to do something. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just like there's these. This, this is something that I struggle with, to be honest with you, because I have two kids and I grew up playing soccer, but it's not not nearly as like contact as as hockey or or football. But mm-hmm. there's no equipment, right? So it's kind of it's not necessarily evens out, but it's definitely a thing. And I've watched players. Um, just destroy either their face or the rest of their head or their mm-hmm. knee or whatever. So sports and like the injuries that come along with it, I think it's very conflicting. And now as a parent, I look at my kids and go like, I want them to play, but goodness gracious, I don't know if I can even handle it. Cause I've seen what can happen out there. Yeah. It gets really intense these days. Yeah. And, and, well, I mean, yeah. It's also the parents too, that are 
are more intense than the kids themselves. So you wonder if they maybe they need to get hurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe <laughs> for them to settle down. Like if you not had a had a career ending injury kind of thing. Yeah, we all got to go to school tomorrow. We got 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 to go to work tomorrow. That's the that's the beer league mentality of it all. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. When you were in it, were you not like, this seems kind of intense or was it just, I mean, you're just playing like everybody else. Yeah. So, I mean, like my dad, he wasn't intense, but, um, I hated the first year of football You did, and yeah. I wanted to quit. But like our family motto is like, you don't quit, you know, you yeah. finish it out. And I think that's probably also like they spent money, you know, for you to of do course. this thing. So they want yeah, you to, you can't waste it. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, maybe it's like the experience that they want you to gain from it. Um, definitely toughing like doing something you don't want to do is something probably a lot of us could be instilled with and that, like i would do the exact same thing my parents did the exact same thing as well like at least give it a season but with a with something like football it's like <laughs> the chances of injury are every single play yeah wow yep. so that's almost like pretty that's like a regret like ooh, he really wanted to get out and we pushed him in there i don't know have you ever talked to your parents about anything like that you're like i want it out and I got like serious head injury because it, of this. Yeah. I mean, it makes me think about like, especially that motto of like, we don't quit things like, you know, you finish it, finish it out. Um, I think there's a lot of things that I have trouble quitting or feeling like mm. I am failing because of, uh, you know, not, not wanting to continue it. Like what? I don't know. Like, um. I guess like work is a good example, you know, like I don't have anything at the moment, but just like a job that I had in the past, I was just hated, you know, yeah. but like how long do you stick it out? What does it mean to, to not quit or, yeah. or when is it time to quit? You know, like that kind of thing. And so have you figured this out? Because I think this is something everybody deals with and there's, there's pros and cons to both sides. Like the, the, I think the pro to, sticking it out is you're, you've got to be learning something and there's certain something to be said about the resilience that you'd gain out of that but also like maybe it's impacting your overall mental health and maybe you're taking like years off your life from this stuff and yeah. like is it completely needless so that's i don't even know if there is an answer to it but i'm curious like where you've kind of arrived or where you are on your journey on this i mean i don't know if i have an answer but i do know that failing is part of the journey, right? Like we yeah. all need to fail to learn yeah, and grow. So you kind of, I guess, do have to stick it out a bit. And then know. like, if it is tearing you apart, then yeah, that's probably time to, time to quit. I feel like a lot of people are making that move these days, actually, and leaning a little bit more towards like, I'm just out of here, man. Like enough is enough with mm -hmm. this. And it seems like, I don't know if it's absolutely everybody, but people, it seems like a, we're a little quicker to be doing that right now. And I, I, I have no judgment on, it. I think it's just interesting that like, maybe mm -hmm. it's, maybe it's because of COVID. Maybe it's this whole like lockdown. Maybe it's a realization that we only get one shot at this whole thing. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, maybe it's all the things combined, like kind of trickling in all at once. But yeah, I think people's patience for bullshit is like kind of at at it at its end. And that's probably that's got to be a good thing, I think, overall. Yeah, I think so. But then like I worry about getting uh, jobs because on a resume you put like how long you've been at that job. Exactly. And then they're like, oh, well, you don't stick around. So mm -hmm. we're not going to hire you. I I'm glad that you said that because I definitely hold that true. And I would look at that as somebody who hires people like i would definitely look at that as like ooh, you're gonna 
I need you for more than a year. I need you for more than two years. You know, I yeah. definitely think a little bit longer term than that. So maybe it's just an easier way for the people who do stick around to go like to stand out. If everybody's doing this, if like the the new lowest common denominator is everybody's staying at their jobs for a year and a half, then the people who actually do stick around, it's they're just that much further ahead. So yeah. that's the positive, I guess, if we're mm -hmm. able to go through some rough times. Hmm. Yeah. And do you think this all comes from sports for you too? Like it all comes from that? Is there anything else that comes to mind with that kind of stuff? Just with like quitting and yeah, and like where that like because it seems like it's just like rooted in you. Yeah, I mean, I think that I always want to do the best with whatever it is that I do. So like yeah. trying to determine when to quit, like, am I at my best or like, do I still need to get there to really enjoy the thing? You know, yeah. so you're um, you're a pretty reflective type of person, I gather. When <laughs> did this like when did you really start leaning into that side of yourself? You're like, hey, let's let's think about some think about things. Do you remember like that? Was there a turning point or is it more just as of as of late? Yeah, I mean, I, like I was always raised really well, just like you know. It's nice being, to hear. Oh, <laughs> I was I like I've I've yeah. got good parents. You know, they they taught me to be grateful and uh, treat others the way that you want to be treated. Um, mm -hmm. So like all of that was kind of rooted in me at a like young age. But I would say when I turned twenty five, there was like a turning point for me that was just like very reflective of just life and. Uh, yeah you know, how much like people complain about the tiniest things while, you know, there's a war going on right now. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, it's sad, honestly, the way that the, the world is, it's sad. Can I ask how old you are now? Like how long ago was 25? Yeah, it could be um, like, you could, I could look at you like that could have been last year. Like I have no idea. Yeah. I'm going to be 29 and, uh, July, okay. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, like that's again, like I, I continue to just be really impressed with people in their 20s, like just seem to be like 20 years beyond where <laughs> when I was in my 20s, like it was just not even remotely close to that. Mm -hmm. So like why 25? Like was it was it on like the birthday is like I'm 25 now. Like was there something special about that number or was it just a culmination of experiences and or maybe somebody like inspired you to I don't know, it, it is enlightened to too strong of a word, but it certainly seems like a turning point happened. It was just kind of a flip of the switch, you know, like yeah. uh, I, I moved out to California for a year. That would um, do to it. Pursue some dreams, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I was rooming with some roommates that I met in college or some friends mm -hmm. that I met in college. And then we became roommates. And um, I got like a, a corner of the living room as my, mm -hmm. my room, you know? So like, there's no walls or any kind of privacy. And Good that was God. just kind of miserable. We didn't yeah. agree upon, you know, who is paying, like if we're paying the same amount of rent or because, you know, I don't have a room, if that's going to be less amount of rent. Uh, yeah. So that got kind of messy and it was just, um, are we, we're allowed to cuss on here? Yeah. I mean, you should have heard a couple weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say no now. Okay. All right. Well, I read a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yes. It's on my list, man. It's all, I've got the sample on my Kindle. Yeah. It's so good. And it's just mm -hmm. brutally honest. But like yeah. for me, somebody who would go past that book would think, wow, oh, that's very negative. Why would anyone want to read that? But like yeah. when you really look at the a different uh, perspective of it, it, it's very freeing. 
you know? Yes. Like, yeah, dude. And like, again, I don't think I even started to explore this notion or idea at all until maybe like 35, 36. Mm. Like very, very recently for me, I'm 37 now. So I've got a couple years on you, more than a couple years. Um, but I think that these, like there's a series of these books as well. And and there's you, basically once you buy that one, you'll get the whole gamut from mm-hmm. from Amazon and everything. And I think they're all quite enlightening. I want to go back to where in California were you were you in LA pursuing dreams and like yep. like LA kind of thing like acting and stuff? Yeah, so after sports like uh you know, I got to high school and I was like I'm going to be the the basketball star, you know, yeah. of my high school. Were you well, good? Um for 56 and somebody who really looked up at Muggsy Bogues who was 55. Yeah, man. And Earl Boinkins who was 59. Yeah. Uh, or 55. Uh Anything's possible. Yeah. Muggsy Bogues was 5'3", five, 5'5". Five, five. I got it mixed <laughs> up, you know, but that's whatever. Insane, that's insane, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I realized I probably am not tall enough to join the NBA. So yeah. I went into theater. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of where that theater co- uh, choir journey took me. Mm-hmm. I went you think, to is that a rare thing to go from like jock to theater? Like, I, I feel like that's a rare breed, actually. Possibly. But at the time, High School Musical was very popular. So okay, yeah. Maybe there was, again... It like, transcended. Yeah, yeah. These parents that are, like, pushing one thing, you know. Yeah. We all were just like, no, we're going to go a different way. Maybe it's all High School Musical that we have to blame for us that trying is to be hilarious. more independent and, you know, do the things that we love. It's, this is something that we can probably just count on for the rest of time, actually, is... Um, kids at a certain point will just go like no i'm gonna do something else and you're just not gonna know what direction that's gonna be mm-hmm. like if the rebellious phase is going into theater bring it on man yeah uh, <laughs> i think <Yeah>. that's awesome <laughs> i mean it, it's allowing people to be more creative too and and oh yeah allowing them to be themselves you know i think there was a lot of that back in like our parents age where it was like yeah it, it was, freedom uh, free love just whatever no, well, it depends on how like, my yeah. parents are a little older, I guess. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is like, there's, uh, you know, like you don't have ADD or, or something like that. You know, you like just stick it out, you know, or, yeah. or just, uh, I don't know. Like, it, I think we've just have been more accepting of people in some areas. You know, there's still some some room mm-hmm. to grow. But that's so true. And that's the thing that I struggle with so much is because like tolerance is promoted. And I really believe that we're making progress on like tolerance. But at the same time, it's like there's this other side of it that like just swings its ugly head, rears its ugly head. And yeah, we're not quite there really, are we? Like there's there's still even age old you know, pockets of the, of the population that are still totally marginalized and that still sucks. But it's also like this side of the people who are, are preaching tolerance are the first to cast stones and that kind of stuff really, it really frustrates me because we're so close, but it's also this mob mentality that happens sometimes that there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. That's what it feels like anyways. Yeah. It's, uh, I I try to just have respect with everyone, even if it's, different point of views that could be frustrating like how dare you right how dare you yeah yep. you have obviously chosen a side when yep. you say that yeah 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 well the internet you know wants to just I argue know. all the time and mm-hmm. i actually really like the internet i know people will right? say like 
it's the worst thing that has ever happened to us. But like without mm-hmm. it, we would not be having this conversation. I, I would know, have no man. idea who you are. I know. I, I really do. It's funny that you say that because I really was just thinking that earlier today that, yeah, it gets such a bad rap. It's just like video games gets a bad rap. There's a lot of things that like mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of times when people don't fully understand or they're only looking at a particular part of it. Then and they try to explain all of it with that like negative example. And the Internet gets this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of like motivation and a lot of even the even just the like even the book that you just talk about. It's like I wouldn't have known of that if it wasn't for the Internet and, and mm-hmm. people talking about it. And there's a lot of my even just YouTube shorts that come along with like I feel very motivated th- this last week to get active and stuff. And my YouTube channel or my YouTube uh, algorithm knows it and it is feeding that that motivation every day. And I am here for it, dude. Like, I know that's kind of creepy that it knows what I'm into at the time. And I don't know what that says about my being influenced by YouTube's algorithm. <laughs> like, whatever, man. Uh-huh. I think I'll, I'll take it as a good thing, at least for now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, we all need help, right? All need mm-hmm. motivation to keep us going. So, I think so. I think yeah. so. So where did you kind of like, okay, wait, I want to actually, how did you do in theater? First of all, like you say, so you're, you're playing, you're getting your head crushed in football. You decide yeah. to go into theater. Yeah. Were you a star immediately? Like you'd seem to be good at basketball, but like, you know, you're throwing that away. Like, was it a pretty natural transition into theater life and drama geeks? <laughs> I mean, it's something that I always wanted to do. I grew up, you know, watching a lot of TV and movies and um, yeah. And ways felt like uh, I loved watching uh, Fresh Prince. And yes. so sometimes mm-hmm. like, I don't, you know, I don't know if there's a higher power or not, but in a way it felt like Fresh Prince, like those episodes were talking to me because sometimes, you know, Will would get in trouble for something that seems so outrageous and dumb. And I'm like, I feel the same way. You know, I just got yelled at today too. And then here's yeah. Uncle Phil coming in with a, a great message, you know. Uh, and then uh whose line is it anyway yeah i loved watching all of them so Mm -hmm. jumped into it and i did all right with some improv but like reading a script and all of that um it was hard for me i I grew up in uh uh, special reading classes and so i didn't really understand it very well yeah um but I loved having just the community, honestly, like the theater family that you yeah. get. And that comes with sports too, but just being around people that like can help you out along the way and, and you're on the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, love that. So yeah, then I went to college and, and studied acting and directing and co-created a improv group. And, oh, no way. Uh, yeah, it was called Oddly Appropriate. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Where, where, how would you guys perform? Like, what would you do? We would go to the, uh, like, uh, the campus, um, like lounge yeah. place. And, uh, we would, we would sell out every time we would perform and like, people would have to like stand in the back. So that was always fun. We do short form games. Like you would see on whose line. And yeah. then we also would do long form. So like you just give us a word and then you just do a scene for like 30 minutes. 30 minutes improv. Yeah. That That's feels like hard to do, I, man. It's, it must be hard to do. And it must be also hard to like maintain attention with the audience and stuff. Like, how do you, I, I guess they know what they're, they're in for. I, I, I suppose like they, they know what you guys are about. To, it's not like you surprise them with a, here's 30 minutes. Enjoy this. 
No, or yeah, he... yeah, they know. They know ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, you know, you have to give them a story. So even yeah. if it's not funny, you still are like keeping the, the scene alive. You know, you're creating this thing out of thin air that doesn't even exist. Was that always the, was that still the goal with like a longer form kind of thing? Like short form, we all know whose line is it anyways? Like, is that, was it a similar type of goal that it was going to be punchy and funny or was it more on a performance kind of maybe even more dramatic kind of improv? Like, was that, did that exist in, in improv at all? I only know it to be funny. So I don't know if there's versions of improv that's like not funny. Oh man. Yeah. So, I mean, like you go and you you want them to be funny right you want to laugh and have a good time but then some of the scenes that if like you know the audience is just watching for the sake of the story like they're not even there to laugh anymore yeah those are some great scenes and uh like i mean you don't know where it's going to take you that night so you just go with it do you do you remember do you remember anything like that that comes to mind or like I was I feel like whose line just completely changed the world and it also mm-hmm. made I feel like it probably made like everybody think that they could just do improv so there's probably a <laughs> maybe a bad bad side to that um but a friend of mine um he was really he really wanted to go to LA and and pursue acting he was really into it and we both just loved this and there was one time where we had to we had to make some sort of like presentation in grade nine and we purposely didn't do the assignment so that we would have to make it up on the spot as we did it. And we made up this stupid story about our teacher and her pet owl. And uh-huh. it's like, I don't know exactly what ended up happening there, but we just we have this memory of us ignoring the assignment, talking about Espo and her owl. And that was just like so special. <laughs> I can't believe we got away with it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious, like, if there's anything, like, any any one night that kind of stands out for you during that time. Um, not really. I will say, like, the way we came up with our name was uh, before we even had a name, we were just doing, like, a improv, uh, just, like, practice, I guess, yeah. session. And um, we played a game called Slips. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I don't recall. So, like, you have people in the audience who will write down slips. It usually helps if you write like a person, place or thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so before the, the, uh, the performance, you would grab like three pieces of paper that the actors, and then as they're doing the scene, whatever, like the suggestion was say, it's like, I don't know, Mount Everest or something, you know, you're, you're doing a scene on Mount Everest. Um, you're doing the scene and it's like, Oh, well, we, you know, we shouldn't climb up the mountain because uh, some guy told me and then you pull out a slip and it's like some kind of thing. (laughs) And like the scene just worked so well with all of the slips that we did. And we were like, that Mm -hmm. was like oddly appropriate. And that's kind of how. Oh, no. Oh, nice. That. Oh, my God. It's like um, it's like a live action Mad Libs. Like it's actually better than Mad Libs. Yeah. Because you just kind of like set something you could. Would you you must know that like people are just going to say some pretty crazy stuff in your pocket. So like even just to juxtapose, like yep. I went to a priest and he said, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. And then it's just something awful. Like, yeah. There's times where it's just like one word and it doesn't even go with the scene, you know, but you just, you go, <laughs> you with, go it with it. And, yep. Yeah. Yes. Let's. Oh my gosh. That is awesome. Yep. Man. I want to watch some freaking who's lying. And that, that show kept going on as well. It wasn't like Aisha Tyler. Like, yeah. Aisha Tyler. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a, and then, yeah. Cause Drew Carey went on to do Price is Right. 
and mm-hmm. lose 200 pounds or something crazy like that. Yeah. That's awesome. So whatever happened with all that, like whatever. So you were in college with that. And then like, what happened next? Content creation. Yeah. TikTok, I mean, Twitch, really, YouTube. That's, yeah. That's yeah. where it landed. It's really different though. Cause like I, I've had problems with it recently where it just feels very isolated because you're not interesting like with a group of people. It's just a, a one person show, you know, yep. whether you're streaming or creating or whatever it is, like it's just you in front of a camera mm. and hopefully the audience is loving it, but you don't know. That is weird. And it's funny because when the world shut down, I feel like stand up comics kind of got a little bit of that as well. Mm. Like they kind of had to do some version of this and then maybe they were doing maybe rooftop stuff like everybody had to kind of adjust a little bit but there is something special about being able to do something with even if it's the same thing like we could we could go on stream and we could do like a a video or voice chat or whatever but it's not quite the same as if we were in the same room kind of just i don't know what is it about that like is it some sort of energy or some sort of is it just the lack of lag like what is it about if we were to do something in person together versus this basically I mean, I think it's just human interaction. Like, yeah, this is still a a screen, you know, so like there's glass that is, you know, between us and it's not like I can reach out and we like we can shake hands, you know, that kind of thing. Um, It's just different. Yeah. And maybe you like you shouldn't rely on energy or expect, you know, any kind of positive reception like that's the goal right yeah like if you're always expecting it that's going to drive you down to the ground you know it's it's still Mm -hmm. kind of this chase to yeah 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 that is true and so there's a discipline maybe that can come out of like this like doing Mm -hmm. it just alone in our rooms because there's no it's kind of like working out to music like you get that boost and you're like some people can even look at like if you run with music, that's almost like cheating. Like if you're able to just like perform without any sort of boost or assistance or picking yeah. up or anything like, yeah, I could see that maybe there's something to that. But like for those people who are able to get together, like that's kind of like I don't know about you, but that's kind of where I want to go from here with content creation is how can I get in the same room as as many people as possible? Like from here on out, I don't know how many more years we have of this sort of stuff, but um, like, I feel like at a certain point, my kids are going to be at the age where I'm just going to have to, I'm going to be with them all the time. It's like yeah. soccer practice and all these, like we, we all live this, these lives. So it, I feel like it's coming for me at a certain point. And so, yeah, I just want to, how do I get in the same room as other people for the next couple of years? Anyways, I don't know. Are you, any, are you anywhere near anybody else? Like you and I mean, who you're podcasting with a whole crew now, yeah. Josh is, I don't know, probably what, 10 hours away. <laughs> I mean, that's probably further far. than that. Yeah. 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 Do you guys ever want to get together? Like, is that something you've talked about to try and get everybody in a similar space? Oh yeah. Yeah. We've talked about it before. Uh, we were going to do E3, you know, but yeah. that's not a thing anymore. And that's, I mean, that's also, how do you feel about that? How do you changes? feel about E3? Uh, E3 has gone and probably done forever. Like I think, I think they canceled it this year still from lingering, covid stuff probably i i don't even remember i mean why i think it's that it. and just like that it hasn't been doing well for years now yeah yeah i don't know i mean like there's definitely some nostalgia with e3 i mean that's mm-hmm. like our kind of uh christmas or super bowl you know like totally. it's, it's exciting for three days you know and just learn about new games that are coming out um 
do we blame Nintendo? I mean, they kind of changed the game of just doing Honestly. these digital events. Like, yeah, they have awesome booths, but like they're not there in person showing you demonstrations. Like it's all digital. And yeah. now everybody's doing that. They showed everybody that you really don't have to. And and, and I don't know, like they had kind of dry present. I guess everybody back in the day had pretty dry presentations at a certain point. There was yeah. like a divergence. And in, I think in the early days for Nintendo too, like they were definitely criticized for that. Like they they really ate shit for a couple of years at least because mm -hmm. PlayStation and Xbox continue to have like these moments in front of crowds and Nintendo's over here looking like the weird kid. And yeah, yeah, it turns out that they were right about the future anyways of how people would be connecting with this stuff. They probably saved a boatload of cash, yeah. you know, especially back then when they actually probably need to be a little bit more conservative. They're doing quite well now. But yeah, like how about you know, we grew up or whatever, like we were watching E3. And now that you're at a point where you could be planning to go to E3 with some friends and, and content creators, now it's gone. Like, do you feel like something has been taken from you or are you just kind of like, okay, with this is the way of the world? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you got to be, be some able... disappointment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There is, but like, you got to be able to accept that times are changing as much as we don't want to accept that. Like, Things are always changing and that's much more mature than my response to it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you want to hang out with people for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's well, also I, different with just the internet. I mean, we get tweets now. They're not even doing digital events. They're just like, Hey, this game comes out in two months. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Like Nintendo, especially Nintendo is really just like, they're just doing Twitter. It's like, they just found out that Twitter is a thing. Mm -hmm. they're like maybe like maybe in their minds it's like twitter's the next thing and they're like <laughs> like this is why other promotions are coming in on twitter it's so weird yeah i mean they're always a few years behind right so i know i know yeah. that's amazing man well what about you you're now on you're you're streaming on twitch but like also tiktok like i feel like the whole crew is kind of discovering kind of yeah. like tiktok like gaming scene is not to be trifled with man not to be ignored it's interesting. I mean, I just got finished doing my second live stream with a, a stream key. Yeah. And uh, I mean, those numbers are just insane. Like you don't see them on Twitch. So yeah. within three hours on a Friday afternoon, just streaming Splatoon 2, I had uh, total views was 3000. Yeah. Oh my God. 68 new followers. Like, it's, oh, wow, it's insane. So that's actually like that's actual engagement. Like, that's not just like, I don't know. It doesn't like I mean, and maybe is there is there a lot? This is how dumb I haven't even watched a TikTok stream. I haven't done anything there. Like, is it like Twitch? Is it basically just like YouTube and Twitch streaming? You're just on a different platform. You're not yet. chat and everything. Oh, yet. oh, OK. So what is it? So like as of right now, I mean, like you can send gifts. You know, like people will send you a donut or roses and you're like, thank you. I don't understand the currency That's at all. So but funny. Like, That's like Mixer. That reminds me of Mixer, actually. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of um, weird stickers or whatever they had. Yeah. And, you know, you can just comment. Uh, but because I have a stream key, I mean, it looks exactly like it does on Twitch. You know, I can yeah. do whatever I want with it. Um, and I know that they have plans to. To make it better. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I have no doubt what like, where do you see that going for you guys? Like, it's 
follow like is it just i guess it's just the followers like the that you have like another community and, and more eyes on on a separate platform because that is compelling stuff man like the number of people who are over there it's hard to ignore and i think i saw you tweet about that and i'm like man there's these warning signs all over the place that people yeah. will just completely jump ship why haven't you jumped on tiktok just out, like, I, out of curiosity, you do everything else, but you are not on TikTok. And I feel like you are like just your presence and the way that you are able to inter uh, like interact and engage with people, I think would do really well over there. It's a good question. I, I think I'm just doing this too often. <laughs> I think I'm yeah. just like actually creating the podcast too much. And like my, what I would love for us to be doing just even as a group is it's just what, I don't know, it's not even rocket science. It's not even a new idea. It's just like take little snippets of all the content that we create and how do you make that into a 30-second little blip. Like this is stuff you see all the time with pretty much every other content creator. It's, you know, 20 seconds of Joe Rogan here. I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say Joe Rogan without upsetting <laughs> at least one person. Um, but like that's the kind of stuff that I see all the time is like maybe there's a little blip of a great conversation that was happening and it it's there. Um, as far as streaming on TikTok, I feel like twitch still works for me and mm -hmm. i'm, I'm kind of like kind of okay with that yeah. i don't know and it was actually very similar with mixer like a lot of people went to mixer when that was new and there was a few people who anytime something is new you can have a camp of people who think like that's the thing that's going to be the next thing and in the recent memory it's like a lot of times that is actually the case you know like instagram is going to be the next thing and like it was pretty damn big you know like and whatever else whatever else has come along mixer was a miss but I do think that there is a future on on TikTok. But I, I guess the monetization model doesn't really make any sense to me. I'm not really sure how like what that conversion, like pathway really is. So yeah, yeah I don't know. I think that's kind of that's at the surface level of it for me, anyways. So I'm always curious. I guess I don't even know what to ask, what question to ask on that. And like, where do you see things going on TikTok? Like, yeah, views, but like then what? Like I don't know. Does that even make sense to ask a question like that? Um. I mean, yeah, I think like it, one of the reasons that I like it right now and for streaming mm -hmm. something that Twitch doesn't have is making other content on that platform except for streaming. That's a good point. That, yeah, that's why I think YouTube has kind of already got its number as well because you can mm -hmm. do the shorts, you can do your, your traditional YouTube stuff, you can do your streaming. Yeah, Twitch, I can't believe they haven't added anything to that. Yeah. Because they're always saying, if you want to grow on Twitch, you got to grow on other platforms. And it's like, well, wait, why? How come yeah. I can't grow on Twitch? Yeah, that yeah. is so interesting. Yeah, because you kind of just have to be pulling in audiences who are there already. It's so it's it's almost too niche. Like it was so niche in the beginning. It's like you knew exactly what to expect when you got there. Mm -hmm. You're going to find gaming streams, which is great. Um, but now we don't really need that anymore. I don't I guess maybe is that kind of where we're ending up here is we don't need a dedicated game streaming platform where, cause you can just find that amongst so many other things to spend your time and your impressions. I guess so. I mean, Twitch was like one of the first live stream platforms, right? And then yeah. everybody else just started doing lives as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, and YouTube, it seemed like really had to catch up on that front and Twitch just got propelled when they got bought out by Amazon. It's hard to remember a time when yeah. that wasn't the case. And I can still remember a time when I looked at a Twitch logo and went, what's Twitch? Like I had my own Gordon Ramsay moment. Like what the hell is Twitch? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely on that front. But for me, like it's always about like there's got, there's always an end, 
I don't know if it's an end goal, but there's always like something else to it. So I've never looked at um, like podcast listen numbers. I, I rarely look at the numbers, period. But then also I, even if I were, it would have to lead to something else for me in my mind. Like I've always kind of thought if I'm going to be, an, if I'm going to look at analytics, mm -hmm. then I want to look at like the pathway mm -hmm. um, of what, so what? So I have 10,000 subscribers on which we don't uh, so what we have a thousand subs on on youtube like what do we what do we want to get out of that you know and Real to quick, us like your, all, all sorry was your so what was that a uh, a reference to reggie reggie dude Fiesel? no i've always actually it's funny that you say that because i have always been very early in my career um i was coached to kind of like okay get to the point so like tell me so what you can you can create huh. your observations and everything and but always end up with a so what that was like one of the first things i learned coming out of school and then i read reggie's book and i'm like i've been doing this for 15 years like this yeah. is it it was it was so gratifying there's actually quite a lot of approaches and strategies that he talks about in his book that i'm like this is very validating Whoa, for me because yeah there, there's a lot there, i think that book is it's good for nintendo nerds but i think anybody who's just trying to figure out what their path in a career path should be it's mm -hmm. should be that but yeah, yeah definitely i've always thought of it that way so what like you this is cool what's next and right discord is part of that is as far as like what's the answer i think discord has a lot to do with that like creating a place for people to come and hang out and meet other people and talk about things that they really enjoy so that's like it's not just the listens on the podcast like how do we get them to discord and then sure. tied to that is is Patreon as well. Yeah. So basically, like it all it all funnels to either Patreon or or Discord. But the the journey is the gratifying part all along the way, right? So I get to hang out with you tonight, and I get to have chats like this every single week. And um, if we fire up a stream, we can hang out with great people and all this other stuff. That, that's the that's the journey that I love every single moment. Because if it was really just about a, a patron like the patron even as, as as successful as it is doesn't not enough to sustain life for four people mm -hmm. here so it it has to be more than even that and i'm always looking at stuff as there's something more there's got to be something else to it so i'm just kind of trying to figure out how tiktok fits into the whole the whole picture and maybe the answer is there's a whole group of people we haven't met yet who are only on tiktok and would be welcome into the whole family, the whole picture kind of thing. So I guess like, what is it that, and I mean, we don't have to keep talking about TikTok, uh, but I know you as a content creator, like you said, you're always looking for the next thing. And, and mm -hmm. I feel like what you do is really good. Um, what is it that you're looking for in TikTok? Because if I'm being honest, like it's the, the biggest uh, app in the world. I mean, yeah. if you look at music, that has changed everything. I know. Um, I don't know how I feel about that either, but it's like oh, uh, you, you basically yeah, 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 create yeah. music to be popular on on TikTok. You hope to be one of those songs kind of thing. Like right. that's, I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, That's a thing Like you used to write like singles. And then we actually got to a point where albums mattered, And then we kind of were back to singles again, but almost like a hyper realized version of writing a single. Yeah. It's like a little clip of a single, <laughs> like yeah. maybe for 30 seconds is kind of what they do now. Yeah. Yeah, I know Beyonce at one point was talking about that where it's like people don't create albums anymore. It's just single after single. What can we put on the radio? And like part of me thinks, again, like just need to accept that the times are changing. But 
from an artistic standpoint, like, yeah, you really do lose a lot. Yeah, right. And and but we've been here before. Like you had, I don't even know what you would think. You had like these small vinyl. Like they, we went through this period before where singles were were everything. Mm-hmm. And then it went to more albums as um, I don't even know exactly what ended up changing there. But like, we, yeah, we've we've fluctuated back and forth between is it better? And and maybe part of it, too, is like, where does the live performance fit into all of this? Because that's really like where I think maybe where all the money is made, but maybe not. Maybe t- maybe that's the, the the problem is TikTok is completely changing all of this where you can actually you can live off of be, like being a one hit wonder. I don't know. I, but I feel like there's something still to be said about an artist who creates just a like a a lifetime catalog of work. And I, yep. I feel like that's got to be more than just singles is, I guess, my uneducated take on the music no, industry. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, that goes into the movie industry as well. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. I'm part of the problem because I love the mm. MCU. And I that's, know, right? uh, it's all we get. Yeah. I mean, that's everything. But then yeah. you have beautiful movies like everywhere or everything everywhere all at once and Mm -hmm. uh like don't get many comedies these days though like that's the other like you talk about the changing of times like you don't get anchorman or talladega nights i mean those all will ferrell really (laughs) like old school (laughs) all these all these you know there's there's different there's weird pockets of time and i think it's interesting to kind of to look at that stuff but maybe to answer your, your earlier question it's it's maybe a little bit of trying to figure out what I'm actually good at and doing that. And I, and whenever you venture off into something new, there's going to be growing pains with it. I feel, and is it just, am I stretching myself one extra platform too much? And am I asking Mm. my community to go, I'm also here on TikTok, and I'm also like, yeah, I don't know. And this is the reason I don't, I don't typically co-stream or rebroadcast from Twitch and YouTube. Uh-huh. Where some creators will do both at the same time. Like I, I don't. I feel like that's asking too much of the community. But there's a discovery element that I'm missing out on that I'm quite aware of as well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying, and I think it's very thoughtful of you to think that way. It's uh... like, do you have an established like, I, like you're streaming on Twitch the other night? Do you mm. feel like when you stream on TikTok, do you feel like you're abandoning Twitch, like your Twitch yes. audience at all? Yeah. I mean, like that's where the community pretty much started, you know, and and you don't yeah. want to leave those people behind. Right. Which, again, I hope that I'm not doing and that you can bring them onto other platforms. But I, I hear what you're saying. Like you don't want to uh, have them be exhausted, you know, by everything that you're doing. But I, if they really are into your stuff and it is different enough for them to, you know, check out your video here on YouTube TikTok is completely different. Your streams on Twitch are different. Like mm-hmm. that gives them a reason to still hang around. I don't know. I mean, like if we really get into all content creation, it gets kind of gross, but it, it it can be kind of fun as well. How I don't necessarily disagree, but yeah, tell me, talk to me more about how it can get a little bit gross. Well, I mean, especially with like Nintendo, it's definitely something that I love, but I'm like promoting this company that is not really giving me anything in return other than, you know, their <laughs> products. It's it's basically just like, hey, hey, this game, this is this is fun. And it's I definitely always want to be honest. You know, yeah. if I don't like something, I'm going to say that. But it's I don't know. It's every every week now there's a new talking point of like 
oh kirby kirby's so good we love kirby and then it's like oh fire emblem is out you know fire emblem is great and it's it's it you just hope that people are being honest and not just you know trying to go for clout oh dude i i think about that all the time and it's a really hard line it's actually a hard conversation to have as a content creator sure you know, because I think that everybody is observing this sort of thing and we all kind of struggle with like is what is the level of authenticity from the people who are talking about this stuff. But it's also like we're right there. It's like, hey, Kettle, you're black. Like, hey, Pot, you're like, you know, we, it, who are we to say? Because mm -hmm. we're also doing the same thing. But, it, you know, we all hope I think we all think that we're all being authentic. But is there anybody out there who 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 genuinely dislikes something and will turn the camera on and go, I'm stoked about this. Like, I don't think it's quite that um, opposite, but maybe there's some leaning here and there. And I, I think about this kind of stuff all the time, honestly, because my profile picture is me lifting a Series X over my head that was sent yeah, to me by Xbox Canada. Like there's there's something that comes along with that so people go like i understand when people might go oh sure you're being critical of playstation right now and it's like well i actually spent dollars on my playstation yeah like doesn't that also say something like i actually like could have not bought a playstation but yeah i love your profile profile pic by the way it's uh it makes me happy it's one of those profile pics where you just see it and it's like oh, there, <laughs> there's a story here you know oh my gosh there there really is i and i just have a very like I just have the best wife ever like she drove the truck around and we unboxed it I just I didn't even have to like really explain what I wanted to do she's just like all right let's go we mounted GoPro to the back of the car she drove around a parking lot with the kids inside like just for a couple laps and yeah yeah like that's just that's just it so I held it up like a like a Stanley Cup for God's sakes what else do you want <laughs> we're kind of jumping all over the place but I do have a question for you bring it on man all right so you're married Yes. I'm getting married next month. Yes. How do you deal with content creation and having that married mm. life and, you know, like the support each other, you know, like what, what's the, what's the key, the secret there? That is a really good question. I think it changes as time goes on. I've been married for a little over eight years now. And when I was getting married, I was maybe in a similar spot to you where I was just kind of just starting to get into it. I was big into listening to like podcasts beyond. And there's a, a big Canadian, um, he, uh, Victor Lucas up here, uh, used to be on TV and I was really inspired by him. So I was, you know, hearing from all these people, including like Kevin Smith and the Victor Lucas's of the world and the Greg Millers. And everybody had the same question for people like that. Like, how do I get into this industry? And people would just say, well, just start. Mm. So I was just getting started into it and I was really starting to enjoy it. And I was really leaning into the fact that we were deciding that we were going to be together for the rest of our lives. And like that helped me just like be super comfortable and confident in like doing whatever I wanted to do, whatever seemed to be like excitable for me, I found in Chelsea, like support, like, and no judgment and actually kind of the opposite of that. Like she would actually do what I would never even dream of doing, which is tell people in real life that I'm going to go do a podcast. Like she was excited for me. Yeah. So for me, it actually wasn't necessarily anything that like even I started. I was just very lucky to have partnered up with somebody who was going to support that dream. And in fact, that's something that she even said in her vows, like I'm here to support you and like help you realize your dreams. 
but in terms of like time and balance and everything like that too, like it has, it has definitely fluctuated. I'm probably doing the most I've ever done now, but early, early on, like eight years ago, like not even close. Mm -hmm. And I've slowly, but surely like found, I can do little stuff over here and I can do little stuff over here. So I guess obsessive time management maybe is, (laughs) is the secret to that. And constantly talking about it like we chelsea and i talk about this stuff all the time um and to the point now where it's maybe turned a corner where we don't even really need to talk about it too much mm-hmm. i just mentioned to her earlier today i'm like well i had to shift the podcast to 6 30 so i can go to my parents house and watch the hockey game right right and it's just this is our lives now so yeah i think just depending on like I, maybe i'll flip the question back to you like sure your fiance like how how like what's the support level like what do you how do you anticipate you anticipate this gonna be a problem (laughs) you're gonna be wanting to do this sort of stuff not at all um she's very supportive and and the same way that you were talking is like uh probably pushes me a little more than you know like i i guess i always feel guilty because i'm like "Ah, i i know that i love these hobbies that i do right but I want to spend time with you. But she's like, no, go do your thing. Like if this is what you want to do, then you should be doing it. And yeah, we, I mean, we speak all the time and uh, it's nice to have somebody who is like, then I guess kind of bringing it full circle. Like she definitely will tell people, you know, like, Oh, I'm on TikTok," or yeah, he won a game award or, you know, like it's, uh, it's she's nice. a real champion for you, dude. Yeah, it's she's amazing. Yeah, like everything is easy from there, you know. Like yeah, I mean, it's the ex- being uh, accepting of being a nerd, you yeah. know. And she kind of grew up in the same way where she was a a closeted nerd. I would say yeah. more than me. But then when yeah. I was able to introduce her to some of the things that I like, then she really started to like. Uh, I guess be interested in the things that I like, or maybe I just said that, I don't know. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's just, uh, it's nice to have that support and, and no kidding the, the push, but you still want to make push. sure that you're still, you know, giving, uh, the same amount of energy and time into the relationship that you do with content creation and content creation. I mean, it just seems like, I don't know how you do it, man. Cause you're everywhere. like like i said obsessive time management and boundaries i think boundary settings was a big thing for me like i kato and i do the nintendo drive at i'm at 7 30 in the morning at this point and ryan and i are doing the xbox drive at lunchtime like this is really the only like evening that i have to do content creation Mm -hmm. and then i don't really count i do saturday streams i don't really count that as it it's just kind of like it happens to be streamed but we're playing games with everybody else so Mm -hmm. i've actually kind of I haven't really done a not multiplayer stream in a long time. Like it's always like I'm, I'm firing a Mario Kart or Splatoon or Halo or something like that. And that kind of, that's kind of the entirety of my, of my streaming, at least at the moment. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's definitely, I, I'm curious. I feel like I should have your, your fiance on too. Like let's, let's get her on. <laughs> like, talk to me about what she's into, man. Uh-huh. How did you guys, how did you guys end up meeting and how long ago was that? Yeah, we met in theater. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a very strict, uh, I don't date anyone in the theater 
Yeah. Oh, uh, that's so funny, dude. Chelsea and I, we um, we met at work. We we started working together, and I had a rule: I didn't want to date anybody I was working with. Uh-huh. So that's real. And she she kind of pursued it. And she was enough. persistent. She was very persistent. There yeah. So is that you? Yeah, you just kind of wear them out, I think, you know, and eventually <laughs> they're like fine. Yeah, yeah. So you were the you were the persistent one, like you I heard was. this, like no, but not really. That's so bad. It's yeah, like, it was a no, but like not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I kept yeah. that going, and then mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we just uh, I don't know, man. Like it's 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 great when you have somebody that you can just bond with so yeah. well, and you just see them with you the rest of your life and oh yeah one of of those you know cliche stuff but it's true it's true i think in the in the in the good cases yeah it is it is true what was the what was that moment do you remember where you're like oh yeah this is the one for like was it pretty pretty early on yeah i I saw her perform she did a one act of angels in america so it was just like a scene that one of the directing uh, students was putting on for a grade you know and, and she got cast and I am somebody that really is driven by people's like talent or dreams or yeah. you know aspirations, like whatever it is. I'm the type of person that wants to help you keep that going. You know, like if you have something there, like I want to help you grow. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So it was definitely just seeing her act and then the type of person that she was. We had conversations to find out that we only lived 45 minutes away from each other growing up you know like oh wow and you ended up meeting somewhere completely different that's awesome four hours away from uh (laughs) from where we lived so yeah that's cosmic dude like that's that's something you think back on big time and all the like the life decisions that either of you or both of you would have had to make to end up in that spot and Mm -hmm. you could have ended up anywhere else that's special dude yeah. Well, it seems like you guys both have this very like encouraging kind of mentality and yeah, the creative itch or muscle that you you just you got to keep it going. Like I think that's got that's an element to it. I remember thinking like before Chelsea and I got married cuz we both definitely bonded on amongst other things like we had very we had similar dogs and they were even named similar names. We had all these kind of like things that kind of came up, but really like video games was kind of at the crux of it all and I remember thinking like is that how I make a life decision like this? Like, is that like a good idea? <laughs> and it turned out it was actually all right. You know, but yeah. I'm like, I, yeah. it's not exactly something we talk about as, you know, it's not something my parents prepared me for to like look for in a, in a partner, but it, it definitely, it's weird how it works out that way. Isn't it? Like what, what should you be looking for? And sometimes it, you don't even know, but it, you know, it when you see it, I guess. I mean, I don't know what it's like for people to date today. Like I wasn't. Oh, no kidding. I didn't do dating apps, you know, so yeah, I can imagine same. it's very complicated. But um, I think you have to know that whoever you're going to be with, they're going to have flaws and yeah. you're just going to have to accept those. Um, mm-hmm. it, they're not going to be perfect. And sadly, I think, you know, it, all those dating apps just kind of become a game because you just keep swiping and you're like, Dude, Oh, that person's great. But like, what else, you know, and you're just, I know wanting more, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure it's very complicated. Pretty, pretty soon. I'm going to be doing this show and <laughs> I'm going to be asking similar questions of people like, how did you meet? And it's like, I, I, swiped right like i don't even know what's the good one like i, I, I just happened to, and that's what i did i and it's like that's 
it's fine. It's not a judge, but it's not, there's just not as like, there's not quite that same moment of we both happen to move hours away from where we grew up and we managed to be, you know, at the same place, but we actually grew up 45 minutes away. Like those stories are going to go away or maybe the ones that, that remain will be just that much more rare and special, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I've, I don't know, man, I'm glad it's, there's certain things about things changing uh, and me getting old that are depressing, but that's something I don't mind missing <laughs> at all. <laughs> like not even a little bit. Yeah. Um, but speaking of meeting people, how did you end up meeting N64 Josh? Because that's how I ended up meeting you being asked to join you guys on the show. So, right. and um, yeah, I was curious, like how, how did you guys, how's your paths cross? Yeah. So I swiped right. Nice. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was TikTok. Dude, there should be a thing for that. Actually, there should be a, like a, a meet a content creator kind of thing. Like if you're looking for, yeah. kind of like, I don't know, here in Canada, everybody's trying to put together a hockey team. So, but nice. goalies are in hot demand. So you're, uh -huh. you're trying to find a goalie at some point because nobody has pads and equipment. But yeah, I don't remember what the the name of the app is, but here uh, we have something where it's like, hey, you want to be my friend? You know? Oh, I love that. Like yeah. something like platonic something or other. Oh. Yeah. But I like to me, it's just sketchy because you don't know. I know how that's gonna go. But hopefully, you you were, you know, hoping that it's gonna be what not you be a murderer. To. Yeah, yeah, that. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where did jo so you swiped right on on Josh? Yeah. So <laughs> uh, TikTok. No way! Like yep. you found him like with con his content on on TikTok, and you reached yep. out to him. And that's how I found uh, John Ebo as well. Was on TikTok. No way. So see, this is it, man. This I feel like that's actually the best, best pitch for TikTok I've heard <laughs> yet. Honestly, yeah. yeah, yeah, cause like you, yeah, like you wouldn't have found him on. Were you like, would you have been watching Twitch or YouTube or anything like that, or like, not really? It, I mean, just discoverability is non-existent over there. I guess. Yeah. So I mean, I've I've always been really into apps. Uh, I don't know, like when they kind of started, just fascinated with them, and so like mm -hmm. I had an Instagram account, but was kind of doing my own thing. Yeah. And then 2017 rolled around and I uh, got the switch and yep. I shared a screenshot and I was like, huh, mm -hmm. there's like, there's something here where I could like just start sharing gaming stuff with people thinking that yeah, this man. has never been done before. But then to find <laughs> out that there's like a whole community of gamers that are doing yeah. the same thing. So like I was on Instagram and then I think I got a Twitter because of Vine and then uh vine nice yeah, yeah. yeah and then uh yeah rolled into tiktok and you just kind of are on that same train of content creation right so you find people that are doing the same thing as you yeah yeah and are you just doing the one just doing the one show or what else you what else you got in the in the pipeline here yeah, right now i mean i'm just doing the nintendo powercast with them I mean, it was very nice they just just happens to be like the number one nintendo podcast on the internet they you know? invited me to be That's a awesome. guest and then they were like hey we're looking for a fourth do you want to join us and I was wow like, uh sure i feel completely out of place with you guys but <laughs> did you really yeah you seen all How of them they all wear hats i don't wear a hat <laughs> As I'm wearing a hat right now, that is so funny. <laughs> like, should I send you a hat? Like, I, should we get, we should we hook you up with a hat? That yeah, I did have one bit. I think it was like uh, the second or third episode I was on and I, I told them, like, so I feel very funny. out of place. So I stole one of hats. 
<laughs> I stole one of Hannah's hats, uh, my fiance, and she's got yeah. like one of those hats that like uh, Princess Peach wears in Odyssey. That's like the, the oh sun hat, gosh. you know, so I wore yeah. that for the rest of the podcast. I love it, man. Well, and especially what a concern on an like primarily, I guess, audio kind of experience for the oh, most yeah. part. Like obviously you guys do video too, but like, like what a concern. Like what about like from a, like, cause I don't know, Josh has been doing this stuff like forever. I'm not sure exactly how long some of those other guys have been doing it. Um, Johnny, I feel like Johnny, but has been doing this like, for yeah, a long time too. He's been, yeah, for a while. Yeah. Is, was it that part of it that uh, like you're jumping into something that was well-established or, and how did you kind of deal with, with that kind of adjustment? With meeting them or? Yeah, and just kind of feeling like maybe you were a fish out of water a little bit or I don't know, like maybe describe further, like how were you, other than the hats thing, like <laughs> what was the incongruence? Yeah, so I mean like meeting them, uh, it was early TikTok. So you're just trying to find yeah. people that you can interact with or hang out or, you know, have similar um, interests and hobbies. And uh, then when they invited me on the podcast, I think I told you this, like I just grew up in a household where you don't interrupt. So like podcasting is very Oh, that's hard right. For me. We did talk. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially as an actor too, like one of the most important skills to have is listening. Yeah. Um, Al Pacino has a quote that's listening is as important as being listened to. Mm hmm. And uh, podcast is, it was hard for me at first because um, when do you ever decide that now is the time that you're going to jump in especially if you're a fourth there's yeah. three people already who have no problem they could each individually fill an hour on their own yeah no there could be complete silence and then i start talking and then they start talking and i'll be like oh i'm sorry i i interrupted you yeah, know like, my bad yep <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's funny too because my uh lincoln my son he's five and he interrupts all the time and it's very frustrating and he'll uh, just like did he get that the, from you well i don't know i guess like um depends on like at what point does that uh, of like a what version of me are you talking about like, it's just kid like me? podcasting if he's, no. if he's listening yeah i don't know i don't think he is but like me as a kid i, I grew up in a very similar household as you where it's like shut up the adults are talking mm -hmm. and that impacted me for years and years and years where i was a very quiet very shy kid and i was listening often until yeah content creation comes around i'm like oh this is what my voice sounds like when nobody else is saying anything yeah and i can actually complete a sentence it was like i was actually very uncomfortable with it for a long time but now i'm trying to balance this it is very rude for my five-year-old to interrupt and he has to learn that you know there's a point in time where you can enter in a conversation but i don't want to permanently damage him like a lot of us have been in the past where i don't want to make him just like sit there in silence for an entire night and feel like he's not like part of the family and part yeah. of the conversation and things like that that's definitely something that runs through my mind for sure yeah i mean for me like those guys they're bigger like they're they're bigger dudes you know and and uh i'm <laughs> i'm not you know so like yeah. I, the way that i always grew up was kind of the same as you like you sat at the kids table yeah and, yeah you know, you're not a part of the adult conversations um and you respect authority and um so like i always feel like i'm looking up at people mm -hmm. like is can I, is it okay for me to to talk you know and, and so yeah. that's something that i've had to learn a lot that's interesting but it also i think like just it automatically makes you different 
like that and and different in a good like in a unique way and i think that's something that everybody every one of us has to give some consideration to is like what makes this a little bit different than the person who's who's next to us and um my co-host on the nintendo drive i think is a great example of this and i think she hopefully it's fair for me to speak on her behalf on this but um Back when we met, we were both very good friends with Bobby Pauls, who we've talked about. Like, you know, you want to talk about big personalities, this big dude from from Jersey with his Jersey attitude and everything, just like larger than life kind of personality. Yeah. And there was quite a few people kind of and Josh is a good example of this, too. And if you look on like gaming personalities, everybody's a Greg Miller and all these other like big voices. Yeah. And I think that she kind of struggled a little, at least for a little while, maybe a short period of time of is that what is required? And she came to realize that, no, that's not what's required. She just leaned into her own personality. 100,000 subs later on on YouTube, like she's kind of found her herself and her voice. And it's different than Big Loud Bobby over here or, or Josh or me or whatever. Yeah. So there's something to be said about that, I think. Yeah, I think about that all the time when it comes to, yeah. to energy. Because even like when I was acting on stage like i'm not all crazy you know like that's just not <laughs> yeah. me i'm very uh reserved and uh observant i think yeah um so like the people that have that energy and and right out the gate you know and i don't know how people do it with streaming because you got to be on it for like three to four hours Dude, hours man yeah. yeah there's no way yeah. yeah and so i always feel like whenever i talk it sounds boring or like my mm. voice is boring, you know, or I'm not being super excited about this thing that we're talking about. But yeah, why aren't you like falling off your chair or something or like punching your microphone or yeah, I don't know, running out the window, <laughs> you know, you're just sitting there like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. But, there, but that's just it. Like, that's the thing is everybody tries to chase one side of it and it's like, well, just veer a little left, mm -hmm. just a little bit. Doesn't even have to be like totally the opposite direction, but I think Cato is a good example of this. I think you're a good example of this. Another one of our friends, Ribo, who's recently started streaming and he's um, a little bit more of a shy personality and people, they, they, re it resonates with somebody, with some people like there's, that's the magic to the point earlier about like the good stuff about the internet is there are micro communities that can be created around almost anything now. Mm. And that's awesome. We can all find a group of people that either act like us they think like us they speak like us they play the same kind of stuff like i think that kind of stuff is totally totally fascinating and it just took this interconnected world technology to do it like we would never find this in our own limited communities in our towns and and home cities and things like that so yeah i mean like i know we're kind of going in circles now but it it's interesting where technology took us because from a theater uh, perspective and acting like we have we have our cameras in our pocket you know we are yeah. the star of our own show wherever we go and that is something that was able to give us a voice so maybe theater isn't for you and it's so interesting when you talk to content creators and you're like oh did you do theater like you seem like someone and they're like no i didn't do that or like yeah. were you in band or any kind of like uh artistic kind of hobby mm -hmm. um but no, Just like imagine if they were, though, you know? Yeah, right. Like, where would they be? Would they still be doing the thing that they're doing now or different path? You know? Yeah, it's tough to say. I don't know. It, it's now so easy to do that. You can do like I, I don't necessarily like flex my creative muscle at work or do anything even remotely like this. Yeah. So now it's nice that I can 
have this in my life as well. And the world for the most part is convenient enough that I can have time to do all this stuff. Like, I can't remember who I was talking to about this, but we don't go to the bank, you know, like we don't have to like, we don't get like our, our paychecks are automatically put into our, yep. our bank accounts. That yep. is the future, dude. <laughs> like that is like, we used to have to like get the paycheck and go to the bank. And at some point they installed the machines that you could maybe deposit those in. And then it, even then as convenient as that was you'd wait a few days to be able to access the money like yeah. we used to do stuff and now we don't have to do anything we don't even have to we barely even have to think to have like like groceries delivered or or anything like that like yeah. or just books or anything we don't have to do anything we can do everything from sitting at our homes which means that we now have so much more time to either flex our creative muscles flex our actual muscles mm-hmm. you know we we can have multiple hobbies now where there's no way that this would have been possible. And you can either get really excited about that notion or you can be paralyzed by, I don't know what to do and I have no excuse not to be doing anything. And I think that has been probably some of my darker times where I've been well aware of the time on on my hands that I have and I wasn't doing anything with it. And that kind of stuff isn't very good for my brain, I don't think. So I'm just kind of glad that I've got this, keep my busy brain occupied and working towards something and meeting friends along the way is kind of my whole approach with it too. And I, I feel like that, I feel like that resonates with you as well. I think we chatted on the last, uh, when I was with you guys after the, after the show recording with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, just the drive and, and trying to keep this thing alive and, and what can we do in ways we're distracting ourselves, I think to, create you know instead of i know i do that like i don't really want to focus on work that much so no. i'm i'm trying to avoid things. at all costs yeah exactly <laughs> yeah for that to be like your your personality like your persona like for it to be completely linked and locked to your your work life i don't know man there's too many hours in a day there's too many years to live for yeah. it to be all for that i don't know yeah i think more and more people are kind of discovering that too yeah, I mean, I guess I know you're you're probably missing your your hockey game, but uh, no, no, you're good. No, we're good. We're good, man. Yeah, all right, no, we're cool, good. cool. Um, I love quotes and learning people's stories and stuff. And Conan O'Brien has a, a good quote that's like, "Our failures perceive us." What, now I'm butchering it, but it's something about like how our failures perceive us to be the people that we want to be. So, like, the example that he uses is that. Uh, David Letterman really wanted to be Johnny Carson. So he yep. tried to do everything that Johnny Carson did, but became yep. David Letterman. And yeah. then Conan O'Brien wanted to be David Letterman and he's Conan O'Brien. So it's uh, being able to explore is uh, is very fascinating to see what people do. I mean, yeah, I think both of those paths that you just described to really take um a little bit of reflection as well of like where like you don't just end up there you don't just end up being conan o'brien like you definitely acknowledge like where along the path are you kind of like veering you kind of lean into like well i guess I'm, my hair is going to do this and i'm going to do this weird thing with my hips at the beginning like he yep. he kind of established his own his own mark and i i think that that's part of what's really special about this like i don't know about you and it may be like the the most intoxicating thing about content creation is like almost every day or every year or every week or whatever it is you're like I did that. Like I did something that like didn't exist before. I created something that was, there was nothing there mm-hmm. and that can be very alluring. I think that same thing has to go, like would be said about even improv, like you're doing it on the spot. 
Yeah. But there's certainly something about um, realizing potential is probably like at the, the, the core of my love for this kind of stuff. And it's the same thing with like sports and working out and all that kind of stuff too that I'm that I'm trying to get back into right now. But like realizing one's potential is like there. I don't know if there's anything more rewarding than that. Maybe realizing like a loved one's potential. To your point earlier, you want other people to ha- achieve their goals and yeah, like that. That might be even more gratifying than realizing your own potential. Yeah, I mean, I I have that habit of being inspired by others, but can't inspire myself. You know, mm. and then I've also learned like motivation. You can't always be motivated. You have to motivate yourself. So yeah, it's a, it's a catch 22 because you want to really be happy for others and the things that they're doing. But like, what about yourself? Yeah. How do you, how does that manifest in your, in your day to day? First of all, how do you like, how do you motivate yourself? If you're feeling like, ah, oh, I'm not really quite feeling it. Like, do you have, like, do you pump yourself up? Do you just give yourself a break? Like, what do you do in those moments? Most of the time I just need to go to the gym. Yeah. And then yeah. after, cause like the days that you don't want to go to the gym end up being like the best gym days. Yep. And that was me you, this morning. Yeah. Yeah. I literally, and actually I was, man, I don't know. I, maybe I overthink things too often, but I, <laughs> I was in bed going, I actually can't go to the gym today. Cause for whatever stupid reasons I was coming up with in my head. And I, it won't be a good workout because of X, Y, Z, all these really just terrible, not negative thoughts. And then I just, well, I got to go. Like, I don't want to break the streak. I've got a good thing going. So I just ended up going and I ended up having a great day at the gym. And I was convinced in my head that I, there's no way it could go. There's no way it was going to be a good thing. And it just goes to show that like, especially when it comes to like negative self-thought, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, like I'm, and I was convinced that even if I did go to the gym, it's not going to be productive. I'm going to be sluggish. I'm going to be slow. And I wasn't, I was loose and lucid and motivated and driven. It was like, couldn't have been more opposite from the thought that I had prior to that. And it was me reflecting on it afterwards. And maybe it's just like the, the runner's high or whatever was happening. I'm like, that's everything in life, man. We have no idea what's going to happen until we actually do it. And there's so much fear or, I don't know what it, it's not, it's not, fear is too simplistic to really describe the things that prevent us from doing stuff. Like it's not just fear, you know? Sure. So I recently went skydiving. I wanted to ask you this on my page. It's actually the last thing on my page I wanted to oh, ask okay. you about. How did that come about? And yeah, walk me through this experience. Cause I, at one point would have, I would have loved to go skydiving. I it is so far off of my list now. It's not even funny. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm curious to hear about your experience. Is it even like, do you have a what if about it? I don't even know. I don't even get that far. I, it's just, it was a thing I wanted to do. And now I just, it was just dumb because I bungee jump. Like oh. I have bungee jumped and I would bungee jump again, but wow. for whatever reason, sky, I, I get that reaction a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. why would you bungee jump and not skydive? Yeah. I don't know. Huh? Um, well, I don't know. just talking about fear. Like I'm afraid of heights. Yeah. So like <laughs> looking, looking over, uh, you know, like if you're on a, a high rise building or looking yeah. over to the ledge, you know, like that's you that scary feeling. to me. Is um, that irrational though? Like there, we often talk about like these, these crippling fears as like an irrational fear of like is a fear of heights. I don't think is irrational at all. I'm dumb. What, what are you, what's, what are you saying? <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so like an irrational fear is like something that's like kind of unfounded. Like you have no real reason to be. Oh, no. At I, least that's my understanding of it. Like, I think you have a pretty legitimate reason to be afraid of heights. Sure. Because you like fall. That's the end of you. Yes, you're done. And yeah. it's like, so I don't know, maybe they, I think the, another example would be like uh, having an irrational fear or being like claustrophobic. So being like scared of closed, closed spaces. Yeah. So there's a certain point where that becomes a very real fear where you actually will get stuck. But you could be, there's that sliding scale of claustrophobia where like people could think they're, they, they'd be in this room and it's too small for them. That's sure. irrational. It actually is not dangerous for them, but they, they make it up in their head. Heights super dangerous like gravity is a real thing i don't care what anybody says you're <laughs> you're gonna go splat and that's gonna be not so much fun there's people so, arguing about gravity i'm sure i mean probably the same people talk about the flat earth i think I don't yeah know. yeah wiley coyote <laughs> or roadrunner i think i think he was he never learned the laws of gravity so he, sure. didn't, he never fell yeah yeah yeah, so, uh, yeah uh, so were you conquering a fear is that like that was a purposeful yeah, Hopefully not a, so head on. In a <laughs> way, I mean, like if you can skydive, I I feel like you know you can do anything. You know, yeah. like what do you have to be afraid of? Um, it's true. Yeah. Uh, my what about, what about base jumping? Would you ever do that? Like cliff diving not. and stuff? I don't. Uh, That's probably, too much, probably, man. Yeah, I don't think so. So like I went tandem stuff. I, I didn't mm -hmm. go by myself. Like I was strapped to someone. You got to for the first time. Yeah. 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 Uh, apparently you don't have to though you can take like a eight hour class and then they're like all right go ahead you got to be kidding me oh my gosh yeah so uh i went it was uh, like my mom and my sister they did it eight years ago and i was like well if they could do it i could do it you know oh my gosh so i was one of those and uh I, if, even though like i'm afraid of heights you get up there doesn't seem real that you're that yeah. high up you you're know? so high it doesn't even make sense anymore yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so i don't it, it's weird because it's a 50 second drop and yeah. then they deploy the parachute and uh you're just floating it's it, hannah was saying that it really shouldn't be called skydiving it should be called sky floating or falling yeah. you know because you're not really diving like it's mm -hmm. all controlled it's all <laughs> like it it was uh incredible and and yeah so now anytime that I get like down on myself, I try to think of that. I mean, there's going to be times where it's just like, I don't want to do any of this but, yeah. or I don't believe in myself. But, you know, there's there's going to be at least that to look on and say like, all right, I did that. Dude, I've been thinking about that kind of thing a lot lately where I will look back on the last I don't know how many years and. I've been really leaning on things that I've done in the past that are hard or that I didn't think that I could do before and things turned out quite well. I think it's really important for everyone to gather up as many of those experiences as possible, whether they're jumping out of a plane or whatever happens to be like, maybe I've never, never, somebody's never ran a 5k or walked 10 miles or something like that. Like doing things you never thought was possible. You, you got to do that as many times. I, I believe that with the core of my being that, yeah, things that you just in your head, you've convinced yourself it's not possible or I'm too afraid or whatever it is you push through. And there's like so much growth that comes from that. And you will lean on those experiences when things get really tough later. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we're, we're all capable of things that we don't even think is, is possible, you know, but yeah. there's a reason why there's underdog stories. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I've watched 
childbirth dude like how the heck is that possible man <laughs> like holy crap man i have no idea yeah uh <laughs> on the other side of things i've seen people slam a beer down their face in a split second so I it's mean, almost the, it's almost the same thing it's no. all relative it's yeah all- exactly. <laughs> it's just it's just practice it's just sometimes our bodies are built in a certain way we all have our skills yeah i suppose oh my gosh so are you going skydiving again i mean i bigger would. plane all by yourself uh I don't know if I would do it by myself yet. I probably, I know. I would, scary. I would do it again. She yeah. was freaking out the whole time because I was excited. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And she's shaking mm-hmm. like a leaf and probably thinking like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why aren't you more nervous about this? Totally. Also like hindsight probably shouldn't have gone skydiving like a month before our wedding. You know, anything is possible. Seems like speaking of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I think it was bungee jumping, wasn't it? Do you remember the episode with the... Uh, Hillary's fiance oh, oh, watching on oh. TV and he splats live on, on the news. So and violent. <laughs> he doesn't really get what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's so funny, dude. Oh, I love it. Um, well, it was, it was great finally having you on, man, and kind of just get to know you a little bit better. Um, I think we should probably do this again sometime. Of course do you want should. to, um, do you want to tell the people where they can find all of your, what, like what's your TikTok channel? Where should, where can people find your great content? My friend? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me on. Uh, as soon as we bonded over uh pop star, I was like, oh, this dude. Yes. Cool. Yes, dude. Very. Maybe the last bastion of actual good comedy movies. I don't know if there's <laughs> one that came out afterwards that we can point to, but yeah, I'm man, sure I, there is. I, I gotta, I gotta go through the, you know, the mm-hmm. whole queue and see what's there. But yeah, I mean, pop star, very underrated too. Oh my gosh, no, it's a, that's a, yeah, that's yeah. a damn shame. I'm gonna go watch the the Chippendale movie, and I'm like, I believe in Andy Samberg and the Lonely Island crew. Like, it's, I think that's. I gonna, don't know. Wait a minute, is that wait what? They're connected to that movie. I have no idea. I've Andy, anything. Yeah, Andy Samberg is Dale, and stop. Akiva is uh, the director, and so like they have the music in there. I don't That's know. That's awesome. It, it's John Mulaney I, too. It's like all of these. No pieces way. Like it's, yeah, I have been completely ignoring this. I saw a major spoiler on Twitter today. Yeah, me and too. I'm like, well, it's a good. Th- I I just I but I I didn't I kind of shrugged it off because I I didn't really ever think I was ever going to watch this movie. But as soon as you tell me this, <laughs> suddenly I care way more about the Chip and Dale movie. Dude. Well, hopefully Dang it's it. good because otherwise you're going to be like, oh, what? Why does he well, suggest I'm never going to listen to him again? I got to- I got um, Top Gun tickets. I'm going to go see oh, uh, there you go. Tom Cruise in the sky. Yeah, man. Yeah, going yeah. To Danger Zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big fan. <laughs> I always stood by Tom Cruise, even if he got crazy. I don't care. Yeah. Professed love his love. Tom Cruise. You know, mm-hmm. just. Jumping on the couch, you know, whatever. Dude, speaking of, like, dude never got in the plane. He did skydiving. He never got Out. in. He was just hanging on the side of the damn plane. Nah, man. Mission Impossible. God. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. He's he's crazy. I mean, like, obviously. however you want to say it, he's crazy. He's obviously crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we love him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Twitch. Instagram cheesy C sixty four C H E E Z Y C sixty four. I love it, man. Maybe the next time you come on, we'll talk about the origin of the cheesy name and um, some of those quotes that you got on your on your Twitter page that people should definitely follow you for and check out for a little boost of positivity, my friend. Yeah, let's do it. It was a pleasure, man. Thank you.
this might be a weird thing to bring up. I didn't want to. I didn't want to like taint anybody's opinion about anything at the start. I didn't want to mention this at the beginning, but I want to mention it at the end because I'm. You know, I get self conscious about this sort of thing. I was very. I wasn't feeling very good during this conversation, and I don't know what the heck happened. It was about four four thirty when I just. I don't know. I wasn't feeling good. I was getting flushed. If you, you see it in the video, like I look awful, and 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 usually I'm wearing a hoodie of some sort. I'm like just like just a shirt, you know, which is very rare. I was like, I felt like I was overheating and it wasn't, wasn't the best. It wasn't the most comfortable, but you know what? The show must go on. I had a wonderful time. Uh, so yeah, I guess go check out the, the YouTube video. If you haven't already go like, what is going on with his face? Oh my gosh, the heck. Um, but I, we recorded a little bit earlier because I wanted to, uh, jump off and go, go watch the hockey game. My Edmonton Oilers beat the Calgary Flames, suck it Ryan Turford, suck it uh, Ribo, suck it Brent Robinson who else is out there man, you guys are even Court Lalonde, like it is it, have you picked the Oilers, have you picked the Flames, like what are you doing there man, I gotta I gotta call you out here and I, I'm very curious what you're gonna say and the more people I call out, the more people will like drop comments down below, <laughs> so it's just like give me that sweet sweet engagement juice man, I'm gonna, I don't know, what do you guys want from me, it's, uh, I'm Canadian, my team is in the playoffs, second round, things are getting real who else is cheering for the Flames out there, man? You guys let me know. You got I got nobody on my side. Who's who's cheering for the Oilers? Tony Baker? I think I got Tony Baker on my side. Let's do this, man. Marcus O'Neill like lives in Edmonton. He's cheering for the Flames. Like, what are you what are you doing with your life? Have you guys started following Cheesy yet? Um, Cheesy C64 on Twitter. Message him. Let him know that you enjoyed our conversation on We the Gamer Cast. I know that that goes a long way. When people, um, you know, because we, we open up about stuff on this show. So it's nice and when we get nice messages from people. Um, that music, by the way, at the start, ocremix.org. Please go support the channel. And uh, that was a Star Fox. Nice Star Fox little, little song there. Now, every episode of We The Gamer Cast ends in a clip with Bobby Pauls, the late, great Nintendo guru. One of my best friends on the entire planet Earth. And I want to give a special shout out to Josh Stapleton, who has been just loading up my messages with a bunch of clips of Bobby. So this one was chosen by by Josh Stapleton, probably the next 10 or 12, or maybe forever. Maybe this is Josh's job. Maybe we should start paying him for this. I know he would do it for free. He continues to do it for free. This is Bobby on Breaking Bells, his Animal Crossing podcast with Holly, giving crap to her about not wearing pants and talks about it in a British accent. So please enjoy. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Tell him to simmer down over there. I am. Can you stop? Stop it. I am wearing pants. I have I am wearing You weren't last time. We're in the middle of the show, man. I do. I have started wearing pants. I started wearing pants. That's why you're wearing them today. Got told off. No, I didn't. But I am wearing pants. Okay. I do now. I'm an adult. I've told you. I told you earlier on in the week. I'm an adult now. Since when? Because last sun, last Saturday you weren't an adult. You literally turned the video off so you could go take get up for a second. When you went to go look for Tom with KK Slider back there. And we had a guest on as well. I know. I was like, excuse me. I just, hold on. Oh, my uh, webcam's broken. Oh, it's back now. Uh-oh. I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Breaking Bells. I am Bobby, the Nintendo Guru, joined by the amazing, the wonderful Holly. 